0: Welcome to another Innovation Forum podcast with me, Toby Webb. I'm here at the end of our Sustainable Apparel and Textiles Conference in New York. And joining me for a quick recap is Jordan Lee, who's Vice President for Cotton at Olam Agri. So welcome to the podcast, Jordan. How are you?
1: Good, thank you.
0: Well, thanks for sticking with us for two days of hard discussion. What are your takeaways from this conference?
1: The trend we're seeing in the value chain, the supply chain, and the level of interest in regenerative and sourcing and decarbonization and data collection, that trend is gaining strength and it's continuing and it's really happening quite quickly. I was at this conference in Amsterdam a few months ago and even in 60 days, we've seen increased interest probably as a result of that conference and now this one.
0: And you made some interesting comments about regen and I always wonder how the idea of regen ag goes down in
1: hard-bitten commodity trading offices around the world. But you seem to be quite optimistic about it. I am, I think half statement, half question. In Amsterdam I was asking if we should change the definition of success and then when I'm here I sort of want to follow through on that question to the panel about regenerative and does it really have the opportunity to make a difference or to be viable and I think it does because what we're finally seeing is consumers interested in and retailers and brands interested in adding value to or basically paying for a better product and when this time instead of a better product being say a longer staple cotton or a a stronger cotton that makes a better product actually in a cotton that our production method that is restoring soil health, sequestering carbon, and really has the opportunity to make a difference and kind of undo some of the damage traditional monocropping or agriculture has done. You know, in the past we paid producers to produce as much volume as possible for the lowest price possible. And now we're blending the need for longevity and sustainability in with that thought process. So what it looks like we're on the customer doing, we're seeing done on a small scale, an increasingly larger scale is we're paying people to invoice in soil health and production practices that will support the sustainability of not just the land, but of the individual. Meaning he's gonna be more financially successful And he has a very active interest in maintaining the health of his soil, cutting down on erosion, sequestering carbon, and being part of a solution around climate change.
0: You said this is the biggest thing you've seen in the last 20 years or so.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And
0: do your colleagues share that sentiment?
1: Not necessarily, but I think increasingly so. I mean, I would say at at our house, our opinion is probably split half and half. We all would agree 100% that it's a fantastic opportunity and it's a great program. But I would say where we disagree is whether or not it will last and stick. But I think we all agree because what we're seeing is with increased soil health, you're seeing added biodiversity, increased yields, enhanced quality. One example I've given people is on the panel in Amsterdam was the woman from Sheffra. When you go to Sheffra in Brazil and then you go to the neighboring farm, what you see at Sheffra in Brazil on their regenerative farm is birds and bugs and weeds and things that you can noticeably tell the difference. And so I think do think as people get the opportunity to see it in action and then get their hands around what it really entails and includes, they will come on board. The half of the people that aren't supportive of it, it's not that they're not supportive of it, they just don't know if this time it's really different. I'm confident that it is different.
0: At our Future of Food conference in Minneapolis two weeks ago, I asked some senior execs, so what really resonates internally? We talk about Regen and they said resilient ag. Yes. Right? But it's the same thing, really. It just depends on what language you want to use to get people on board,
1: right? Well, I would agree 100%. This is agriculture that's resilient, that's lasting. It adds value to the land. We're seeing people that are using regenerative agriculture I've got a farmer in alabama who's gone from one percent organic matter to three percent the resale value of his land has gone up as a result because it's healthier and it's more viable for more crops
0: should there be a drought or a heat wave he's way more resilient as a result
1: way more resilient he knows that he holds water much better like the same thing in in brazil same thing we're seeing at regenerative farms here the land is spongy it's a totally different circumstance
0: there's a great video on youtube i think it's white oak pastures and the farm next door. And you can just see the color of the water coming off the land, it's really quite extraordinary.
1: Yeah, so there's some people doing amazing things with this and I think farmers always look across the fence at what their neighbors are doing and when they see something that looks beneficial, I think they'll pursue it too.
0: Final question, Jordan. What do we put on the agenda more at this conference next year?
1: Well, needless to say, I was very excited about the cotton conversations, but what I hope to hear is do we have the opportunity or are people establishing ways or means to figure out throughout or within their supply chain ways to track and trace cotton that suits their needs? Meaning they found a source for regenerative cotton and they're able to track and trace it into their supply chain and all the way through to the consumer so that they can share the consumer their story of how regenerative cotton is restoring soil health.
0: Well, we'll do our best to put that front and center. Jordan Lee, thanks so much for your time today.
1: All right. Thank you, Toby.